No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon builds the temple on the site purchased by David, along with making all its furnishings and utensils. It's a glorious place to worship the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. Before I was a pastor, I worked for years in a recording studio as a recording engineer on several albums and working with musicians. And let me just tell you, there's something I learned that when you do a work of art, uh, like a record, it takes way more time than you would ever imagine. If you want to make it right and make it good, it takes lots of time and effort. Now, take that and multiply it by I don't know how many times when you consider what Solomon and everybody went through to build a temple for the Lord. And that's what we're looking at today. Solomon had been preparing for this. David had given him the materials that he needed, all of the gold and bronze and silver and precious stones. Solomon had contracted with King Hiram of Tyre for the cedars of Lebanon to be floated down the Mediterranean Sea, and then they would pick them up at Joppa, at the seaport, and bring him to Jerusalem. But now it was time to put it all together. Solomon had also received a very skilled artisan from Hiram of Tyre, and that was a guy by the name of Huram who would put all of this together and was skilled in metal work and so forth. And so he would actually do the craftsmanship of the materials. So we continue today in 2 Chronicles chapter 3 as the temple was built. Now Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And he began to build on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. So the temple was built on the side of Mount Moriah. Now this was on the site where David had purchased from Ornan the Jebusite at the time when he had numbered the people wrongfully and God sent a plague against the people and said, okay, David, you can stop the plague, but you need to offer me a sacrifice on this threshing floor on Mount Moriah, on the side of Mount Moriah. And so David purchased it and offered the sacrifice and stopped the plague. And then he went ahead and purchased the entire site, which would become the location of the temple. So that was on the side of Mount Moriah, as I mentioned. But what's interesting is usually pagan temples were built on the highest point of a mountain. For example, in Athens, the Parthenon, formerly known as the Temple of Athena, was built on top of the Acropolis. But the temple to Yahweh was built on this side. Now, why is that? It is interesting that years before God told Abraham to go to 
Mount Moriah and to offer his son, Isaac, his only son, on the place where he would show him. And so he went to the top of Mount Moriah and he was going to offer his son Isaac, but of course God stopped him. God spared Abraham's son. But Abraham had said, the Lord will provide. And that formed into a saying that in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And of course, Abraham offering his son Isaac was a foreshadow of God offering his son Jesus on the top of Mount Moriah, which was Golgotha, the place of the skull. So you have all of this very, very interesting setup that God did with Abraham to show ultimately that the greatest, highest place on the mountain was not going to be the temple, but was going to be the offering of God's own son, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, we know that as Solomon began this project, it was in 966 BC, that is the fourth year of his reign. Chapters 3 and 4 tell us how Solomon built the temple with all its furnishings. The structure was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. A vestibule or porch, 30 feet wide and 15 feet deep, stood at the front of the temple. The inside was overlaid with pure gold. The larger room, also known as the holy place, was paneled with cypress wood and overlaid with fine gold carved with palm trees and chains. And it was decorated with beautiful, precious stones. All the beams, thresholds, walls, and doors were overlaid with gold and cherubim figures were carved on the walls. Now, the most holy place, which would you would come into the temple, the holy place, and then following that would be the most holy place, and that would be where the Ark of the Covenant would be placed. That was 30 feet wide and 30 feet deep. It was overlaid with 23 tons of fine gold. Now, can you even imagine how beautiful all of this would have looked, and especially there in the most holy place? But Nobody could go inside the inner sanctuary of the most holy place except the high priest once a year on the Day of Atonement. Now Solomon made two figures shaped like cherubim, overlaid them with gold, and placed them in the most holy place. Their total wingspan, standing side to side with their wings stretched out, was 30 feet so that the wingtips of these cherubim touched the wall. They would then overshadow the Ark of the Covenant and the cherubim faced outward toward the holy place where the priests would serve daily. Across the entrance of the most holy place was a curtain made of fine linen and decorated with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and embroidered with figures of cherubim. Now at the front of the temple, Solomon made two pillars from bronze that were 27 feet tall, each topped with a capital rising another seven and a half feet to make it a total of 34 and a half feet high. The temple entrance faced east and there was one pillar on the north side of the entrance, one on the south side. Now Solomon named the south pillar Jachin and the one on the north he named Boaz. Jachin means he establishes. Boaz means 
in him is strength. So these stood as a testimony to God's stability and his strength. But on top of these pillars were the beautiful capitals of flowers and fruit. So this would be a reminder to anyone approaching the Lord to worship him that he is a God of stability and strength, but also of beauty and grace. We worship him in the beauty of holiness. And he brings stability, strength, and beauty and grace into our lives. Chapter 4. Solomon also made a bronze altar 30 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 15 feet high. This bronze altar replaced the one that had been in the tabernacle since the days of Moses, and this was where all of the burnt offerings would be offered. Then from pure bronze, Solomon cast a great round basin 15 feet across and seven and a half feet deep. This was called the sea, and it was for the priests to wash themselves in. Of course, as you would sacrifice animals, it was a very bloody affair, and there was a need to wash up. The sea was placed on a base of 12 bronze oxen, all facing outward, three faced north, three faced west, three faced south, and three faced east, and the sea rested on these. The walls of the sea were about three inches thick. Now keep in mind, this is solid bronze. Unbelievable amount of bronze that would have been required to construct this. It could hold about 16,500 gallons of water. Solomon also made 10 lavers and put five on the right side and five on the left to wash in them. Such things as they offered for the burnt offering, they would wash in them, the utensils and so forth. But the sea was for the priest to wash in. And he made 10 lampstands of gold according to their design and set them in the temple, five on the right and five on the left. So this is in the holy place. Now, in the tabernacle, there was a single golden lampstand. It would be on the left as you would walk in, and that provided all of the light that you would need in the tabernacle. Now, the temple was larger, uh, and Solomon made now 10 lampstands, five on each side. He also made 10 tables and placed them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left. And he made 100 bowls of gold. So these 10 tables replaced the single table of showbread that was on the right side as you would walk into the tabernacle. That is where they would place the 12 loaves of bread every week, which represented the 12 tribes of Israel and spoke of the fellowship that they had with the Lord. Furthermore, he made the court of the priests and the great court and doors for the court and he overlaid these doors with bronze. He set the sea on the right side toward the southeast. Then Hurim made the pots and the shovels and the bowls, and he finished doing the work that he was to do for King Solomon for the house of God. The two pillars, the bowl-shaped capitals that were on top of the two pillars. He also made carts and the labors on the carts, the one sea and 12 oxen under it, also the pots, the shovels, the forks, and all the articles Hurim, his master craftsmen made of burnished bronze for King Solomon 
for the house of the Lord. Now in the plain of Jordan, the king had them cast in clay molds. All of these bronze items were cast. And Solomon had all the articles made in such great abundance that the weight of the bronze was not determined. Thus Solomon had all the furnishings made for the house of God, the altar of gold, and the tables on which was the showbread, the lamp stands with their lamps of pure gold to burn in the prescribed manner in front of the inner sanctuary, that is the most holy place, with the flowers and the lamps and the wick trimmers of gold, of purest gold, the trimmers, the bowls, the ladles, and the censers of pure gold. As for the entry of the sanctuary, its inner doors to the most holy place and the doors of the main hall of the temple were gold." And so we see seven years it took Solomon to build this temple, a beautiful place, amazingly glorious to the Lord. The cost has been estimated to be multiple billions of dollars in today's terms with all of the gold and bronze and silver and precious stones. Just incredible house of the Lord. But clearly something that took much time to do and at great cost. But it is the thing that Solomon is most remembered for, his greatest contribution to the nation of Israel. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see what happens when the Ark of the Covenant is moved into the temple and how Solomon responds. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible